0: Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenorjo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha's YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Genesis chapter 2, we are reading verses 1 to 5. Thus the heaven and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. On the seventh day God ended His work which He had made, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He has made, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Because that in it He had rested from all His work which God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens of the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the lord god has not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground okay so where did we stop we have seen that the creation story is set against the background of king and kingdom we have looked at the two peaks of the creation story. We said there's one peak where man, the man and the woman were created and this was actually the crown of creation. But then we have talked about this Sabbath rest, the second, the seventh day, and that was the second peak of the creation story. And we said that this seventh day, this Sabbath rest was actually the supreme goal of creation. So we have looked at these two peaks of the creation story and in the last couple of teaching we have been looking at this concept of rest both in the old testament and in the new testament today we want to look at another concept now this concept is definitely related to the concept of the king and kingdom and to the concept of Sabbath rest so today we want to look at the concept of covenant i've mentioned it before so we've looked at kingdom We've looked at Sabbath rest, Shabbat, and now we want to look at the concept of covenant. Now, archaeological findings of ancient Near East period has definitely helped to throw light for us on the arrangement found in the covenant between a vessel and his cesarean. In other words, the covenant, the relationship between the king and his subordinate. We need to understand that biblical writers, they use stereotypes and they use pattern from their common cultural experiences. That the concept we see in the Bible, all these concepts we talk about in the Bible, the kingdom, Shabbat, rest, and now we're talking about covenant. We need to understand that a lot of these concepts are mirrored in pagan culture and pagan worship of the day in which the Bible was written. The problem are not these concepts themselves. The problem is that in a whole lot of these pagan writings and pagan Practices, they were corrupted. The corruption is in the detail. The corruption is in the interpretation. The corruption is in the application. However, even though we reject this pagan worship, even though we reject their corrupted version of the truth, we can still learn a lot from this cultural concept and understanding. This is why we will see biblical concept in pagan literature you know concept like god and the creation story uh, king and kingdom the concept of covenant the concept of redemption you know many people have then said that the bible copied the creation story from pagan story or that the bible copied the the, the redemption story from pagan story no the bible didn't copy those things no these are stories that are in the common cultural experiences and knowledge of the people of those days. What you are seeing, and we have mentioned this when we are talking about the creation story, what you see oftentimes in pagan record are corrupted version, a corrupted interpretation, a corrupted application. So the fact that these uh, stories are found in pagan record does not mean that they were that the Bible copied it from this pagan record. No. So let's go back to Genesis chapter one, verse two. And what we are doing here is that we want to talk about covenant. So the question is, can we find the concept of covenant in Genesis narrative? Can we find that concept in Genesis narrative? So we are going to talk about this concept starting today. Now we are not going to finish today. We are going to continue it in consequent teaching. Remember, Kingdom always go hand in hand with covenant. That is the first thing you need to remember. And these are some of the things that we find in the Bible. And these are some of the things we find in extra biblical literature that we have available to us. Wherever and whenever you see legal kingdom relationship, look for covenant. And we're going to look a little bit at that today. Okay. And the concept of covenant and the concept of the kingdom are very basic to the bible okay and this is is very very important i will say that again kingdom always go hand in hand with covenant and wherever and whenever you see legal and kingdom relationship look for covenant or wherever you see the concept of covenant it is always within the context of kingdom legal relationship praise the lord now let us go back to that scripture that we read just now at the beginning and i want to show you something here that begin to point our attention straight away to the concept of the covenant now before i put that on the screen let me just say this so that when i read it you will follow it very very carefully when you and i read the genesis Covenant story or Genesis story, creation story. When you and I read the Genesis creation story or when we read the story that unfolds generally in the book of Genesis, one of the things you will understand is that this story actually unfolds in three stages. The first stage is what we have done so far. That is from Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to Genesis chapter 2 verse 3. And that actually gives us the story, the creation story. So that is the first stage by which the story unfolds. Now, the second stage starts from Genesis chapter 2, verse 4, which is what we are starting now, onto the story of Noah. And that is the second stage of the story that we read in Genesis, the story that unfolds for us in Genesis. And the third stage is the story from Noah onward. Okay, so I will say that again. When we read the Genesis story, we started obviously with the creation story. We will see that the story unfolds in three stages. The first stage was when God started creating the universe. And that is what we see from Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to Genesis chapter 2 verse 3, which is essentially what we have done so far. The second stage kicks off from Genesis chapter 2 verse 4 up until the story of Noah. Now, these two peaks, these peaks, these peaks, and, and we're talking about the two peaks, the, 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 the first stage and the second stage. Obviously, there's a third stage, but these two stages of the creation story of Genesis is actually reflected for us in the names of God that is used in the first two stages. So I'm, I'm focusing now not on the three stages. I'm focusing on the two stages. Remember, we're talking about covenant okay and what we have read today is Genesis chapter 2 from verses 1 to 5 and I've intentionally read that portion of the scripture that 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 where we go from the first stage to the second stage so we go from the first stage to the second stage from Genesis chapter 2 verse 3 moving on to Genesis chapter 2 verse 4 and when as I put this scripture back on the screen what I want you to note is is the change in the names of God that was used in the first stage of the Genesis story and the name of God that was used in the second stage of the Genesis story. Because these names of God, this change in the names of God in these two stages actually help us reveal something of what we are looking at today is that okay so let us put that back on the screen again now i'm not going to read the whole thing because we have read it at the beginning of the program today but this is what i want you to see and you can see how i've already highlighted it for us now this is the end of the first stage first stage of the story and this is the beginning of the second stage and you can see straight away and i've put the 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 name of god used in those stages in yellow now in the first stage of the of the creation story the name that was used for god is god okay and that is the hebrew word elohim elohim that is that word that the english translation translates to us as god elohim but As soon as we enter into the second stage of this creation story, one interesting thing we find out is that the narrative started using another name for God and the King James, the authorized King James Version put it for us as Lord God in the day that the Lord God, for the Lord God. And I want you to notice that the Lord... In the King James version, is all capital L O R D, all capital L O R D. Now, this is very very important because the, the the name that is used for God in the second stage of the creation story is the name Yahweh Elohim, Yahweh Elohim. So, in the first stage of the story, it uses the word elohim just the single word elohim but immediately we'll move into the second stage he used a compound name for god lord god now the king james version makes this easy for us so wherever when you read the authorized king james version wherever you see the name lord all capitalized that is the word for yahweh so lord god is yahweh Elohim. Now, why am I spending so much time talking about this? Now, I'm not going to go into talking about how we come to, you know, call Yahweh Lord in English. We are going to talk about that. I think we've talked about that before, and we are going to talk about that when we go get to somewhere in the future. Now, we need to understand that the names of God are important because they reveal to us is activity which defines him. So, this name is important. The reason I'm mentioning that name is that the revelation of God's name actually revealed to us something of God's activity during that period of biblical revelation, and it also defines his relationship with his people at the moment in which the test that we are reading. I will say that again. This name, it is important for us to understand this subtle change in the name that was used for God in these two different stages of the Genesis account because those names are pointer number one to God's activity and number two to God's relationship with Is people so in the first half of genesis that we've read the word that was used the name that was used for god was elohim because elohim essentially looks at the raw power of god elohim is connected with god creative power so this is elohim is an impersonal name it's not talking about god's relationship it's basically talking about god's activity god's power to create so that is what we saw in the first half of this story we saw the power of god being manifested so elohim is connected to creation elohim is connected to the raw power the ability the might of god to create ex nihilo without breaking sweat but immediately the man and the woman were created immediately following the creation of human we we saw that the name that was now used for god was changed from elohim to yahweh elohim which like we said in our Authorized King James version is translated as lord God, And this is telling us something that the creator God, Elohim, that created in the first stage is the covenant God. So because Yahweh is the covenant name of God. And this is very, very important. I'm going to say something more about that. So in the beginning, the revelation of God that we have in the scripture was Elohim. Now, immediately the man and the woman were created, immediately human were created. God was then called Yahweh Elohim. He is still Elohim. He's still the God of might. He's still the God of power. He still the God of great action. He is still Elohim, but it is he is now Yahweh Elohim. Elohim, that this creator God is also the covenant God, or that this covenant God is also the creator God. Amen. Now, interesting fact that I need to let you know before we move on in this our understanding is that even though I said in this second stage, the name Yahweh Elohim now replaced just the single name Elohim. One of the things you will notice is that when we then reach Genesis chapter 3, we are not there yet, and this was with reference to Satan tempting Adam and Eve, you will see that when we get there, the name that was used for God reverted back to just Elohim again at that point. Why? Why? Because relationship was broken, we'll get there. When we get there. And also, Satan never used the name Yahweh for God. Satan never used the name Yahweh for God. Satan always used the name Elohim for God. So that is an interesting twist, even though we're in the second stage at that point. But when Adam and Eve sinned, and when Satan talked about God, the name Elohim was used for God god eve also actually used the name elohim in her response to satan that distant impersonal creator name for god rather than using the name yahweh the covenant name of god we're talking about during the fall during the interaction between satan and eve it is quite interesting that at that point they did not use the covenant name for god but then when we then went back to genesis chapter 3 verse 8 when god started interrogating adam and eve after they have seen after the fall the writer of genesis then went back again to using the name yahweh elohim for god now i know these things are technical but they help us to understand the flow of the story. But what I'm saying in essence, if all that was a little bit too complicated for you, what I'm saying in essence is that this name Yahweh that is now introduced in this second stage of this narrative story, this is God's covenant personal name. This is the name that is used for God when the Bible is talking about the relationship, the divine human relationship that God enter into with his people. It is the name that is used for God with respect to his marriage to his people. This is God's relational name. This is God's personal name. This is God's covenant name. This is the name that speaks of God's covenant this is the name that speaks of god's entering into relationship yes god is elohim the god of creation that is what we see in the book of genesis chapter one but god the elohim is is now become god the yahweh yahweh elohim yahweh elohim because this god that created everything has now entered into a relationship with human it is become the god that is God of covenant, the God of relationship, the God who has entered, as it were, into a covenant, divine covenant relationship with human. So Yahweh Elohim is the covenant-making God. The covenant-making God. So Elohim, the most powerful, the awesome, most powerful, almighty God is the same God that becomes our yahweh that becomes our husband that comes into relationship with him and so his first covenant was with man and we are going to establish that maybe not today as we move on in this in this teaching that the god that was that was revealed to us in the book of genesis is a god who is king is a god who is king over his kingdom but is a god that enters into a covenant with his people and just like i said covenant is another theme that runs throughout the scripture you remember what i said that when you want a team that run through the scripture we talk about kingdom and the other theme that runs through the scripture is the theme of covenant remember wherever there is kingdom there is covenant. So in creation, we are going to establish that in creation, we'll see that God is revealed as a God of covenant. And we see that first and foremost in the name that was used for God. He is Yahweh Elohim, the covenant making and the covenant keeping God. And you will see that after the fall, throughout the Bible, God was always coming into a covenant with his people. We saw Noah, God came into covenant even with Adam and Eve after they fell. God came into covenant with Noah. God came into covenant with Abraham. God came into covenant with Isaac, with Jacob, with the children of Israel and on and on and on and on. So this concept of covenant is absolutely very basic and foundational to what we read or to our understanding of the scripture. Now, we are going to look, more into this name Yahweh in future teaching okay I just want to introduce that to you today but what we want to look at really is to look a little bit deeper into this concept of covenant and I'm not going to be able to do a lot of that much more than where we are I just need you to understand that in biblical story the concept of kingdom and the concept of covenant they are essential bedrock upon which other revelation of the scripture upon which other revelation of God in the scripture are built and that this concept of covenant and this concept of kingdom they are both mutually dependent because both are connected to divine human relationship both are connected to divine human relationship and that is the heart of the bible and that is the revelation that is beginning to unfold for us in the book of genesis i'm going to stop that look this relationship that god entered into us may god to come for us even after we sin. for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life there's no other name and one of the story we we'll see is that we 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 broke god's covenant okay we broke off co- god's covenant we we eloped as it were we, 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 became, we became sinners. We were sold into slavery. But God did not give up upon us. God did not give up upon us because he loves us. He gave his son to die for us. So, And you can receive him today. You can be saved today. You can be restored back. Your relationship with God can be restored. All you need to do is to come to Jesus. Accept that you are a sinner. You cannot save yourself. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. He will come in. He will save you. And then he will be your Lord, your God, will walk the rest of this earth with you and when this is all over you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and new earth. do it today because tomorrow may be too late we sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on youtube maranatha teaching channel they will bless you thank you